0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee & Code. I'm your host, Ashley Coffee. Coffee & Code is your weekly rundown for the latest top tech news from around the world delivered every Wednesday. On this show, you'll find a mix of the latest news in the tech world, including privacy, infosec, startups, and more, including interviews with experts, innovators, and practical everyday tech tips to level up your life subscribe to Coffee and Code to be notified when new episodes go live. You can also find me on Twitter at Ashley Coffee underscore, that's A S H L E Y C O F F E Y underscore, and on Instagram at Ashley R Coffee eighty nine. Thanks for listening and welcome to Coffee and Code. Today, I'll be covering Big Tech's antitrust hearing, the potential for wearable tech to detect COVID-19 symptoms, and iOS 14's beta mode identifying a pretty big Instagram bug. Let's dive in. Big day in the tech world today as the leaders of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google took a brutal political lashing as Democrats and Republicans confronted the executives for wielding their market power to crush competitors and amass data, customers, and sky-high profits. The rare interrogation played out over the course of a nearly six-hour hearing, with lawmakers on the House's top antitrust subcommittee coming armed with millions of documents, hundreds of hours of interviews, and in some cases the once-private messages of Silicon Valley's elite chiefs. They said it showed some in the tech sector had become too big and powerful, threatening rivals, consumers, and in some cases, even democracy itself. Quote, Our founders would not bow before a king, nor should we bow before the emperors of the online economy. End quote. This was said by Representative David Cicilline. Cicilline, the chairman of the antitrust panel opened a congressional investigation of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google last year, aiming to explore whether the tech industry's most influential quartet of companies had attained their status through potentially anti-competitive means. In response, the four chief executives, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, Apple's Tim Cook, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, and Google's Sundar Pichai, took the witness stand to fiercely defend their businesses Wednesday as rags-to-riches stories, made possible only through the American ingenuity and the sustained support of their ever-growing customer basis. But lawmakers repeatedly presented a different version at their hearing, one in which Silicon Valley's myriad advancements in commerce, consumer electronics, communication, and a vast array of online services had come at an immense cost to the people who use those tools and the companies that seek to compete against the tech giants. In exchanges likely to have lasting resonance, Democrats repeatedly confronted Facebook's Zuckerberg with his own past emails, Representative Gerald Nadler, the top lawmaker on the House Judiciary Committee, brought up a 2012 message in which Zuckerberg apparently said he sought to acquire Instagram, which at the time was a rival photo sharing app, out of fear that it could meaningfully hurt us. Later, Representative Joe Neguse pointed out, to the other Facebook communications that describe the company's acquisition strategy generally as, quote, a land grab, end quote. Quote, mergers and acquisitions that buy off potential competitive threats violate the antitrust laws, end quote. Nadler charged, in your own words, you purchased Instagram to neutralize a competitive threat. Amazon, meanwhile, faced withering scrutiny over allegations it may have misled the committee. The e-commerce giant previously told lawmakers it does not tap data from third-party sellers to boost sales of its own products. But Democratic Rep. Pramilia Jayapal brought up public reports that indicated to the contrary, prompting Bezos delivering his first-ever testimony to Congress to offer a striking admission of potential fault. For all four executives, the afternoon offered an abundance of additional uncomfortable clashes, laying bare to the broad bipartisan frustrations with the way Silicon Valley puts users' privacy at risk, policies' online content, and hurts competitors, including small businesses that have told lawmakers they cannot hope to compete with these tech giants. On several occasions, lawmakers cut off or talked over the tech executives when they offered vague or long answers, seeking to hold them to account for the evidence investigators had gathered from their probe. Republicans, meanwhile, largely used their time during the hearing to attack some tech companies for engaging in perceived political censorship against conservatives, a charge that the industry denies. Despite scattered outbursts of political theater, the hearing could carry immense weight at a time when Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google have lost support among both political parties, while also facing a slew of investigations from around the world. In the U.S., the Department of Justice may file an antitrust lawsuit against Google as soon as this summer. Cicilline, for his part, is expected to issue a report in August outlining the case for updating federal competition rules that would give regulators more power to probe and penalize the industry. The fruits of his investigation could offer Congress one of the first major actions it can take if it aims to rein in big tech. The four companies' leaders began Wednesday, today, by raising their right hands and taking the customary oath to deliver truthful testimony from the West Coast. Video conferencing software helped beam the typically made-for-television moment into a sparsely attended, windowless congressional committee room thousands of miles away from the country's tech heartland. Each of the tech executives took great pains to stress their contributions to the U.S. economy. Amazon described itself as one of the most popular consumer brands where consumers can get their goods quickly and cheaply. Apple said that it had enabled a wildly popular ecosystem of apps and widely prized high-end phones to match. Facebook said it had stood for free expansion, free expression, and speech against a rising tide of international censorship, pointing to new competitors, including TikTok. And Google said it made tools possible for people to find information in businesses worldwide to grow. Quickly, though, Democrats in the House's top antitrust committee sought to unspool the circumstances behind the four tech giants' success. Cook, the head of Apple, received fewer questions than his counterparts, but several lawmakers peppered him with questions about the way the company handles its app store and the companies that have developed competing products or services that Apple also offers. Some lawmakers repeatedly raised the company's policy to take up to a 30% commission on in-app sales and subscriptions, a fee that has shaped prominent companies, including Spotify, who fear they have no choice but to surrender critical avenue to Apple. The iPhone giant maintains the fee essentially funds the entire app ecosystem, and Cook at one point Wednesday told lawmakers the company has not raised its rate since it opened the store in 2008. But lawmakers produced a document showing one of Apple's executives, Eddie Cue, in 2011 had proposed requiring developers to pay more. They posted it online while in the hearing. Cook generally stressed Apple had no desire to harm developers. Quote, we do not retaliate or bully people, end quote, he said. Quote, it is strongly against our company culture, end quote. Some lawmakers specifically accused Google of weaponizing its popular search engine to put rivals at a disadvantage. Ciceline, specifically charged Google, had stolen content to build your own business, citing its practice of culling and displaying information at the top of users' search results. Google historically has said its approach to search helps people find the answers they need or the products they're looking for. In the case of Yelp, though, Siciline questioned Google's motives, stressing the search giant had stolen its restaurant reviews and threatened to, quote, delist the site when it complained. Cicelene also accused Google of monitoring web traffic to, quote, identify competitive threats. "...our documents show that Google evolved from a turnstile to the rest of the web to a walled garden that increasingly keeps users within its sights." Sundar Pichai, for his part, disputed the characterization that Google had stolen content and put rivals at a disadvantage. He said, "...today we support 1.4 million small businesses supporting over $385 billion in their core economic activity." we see many businesses thrive, particularly even during the pandemic, end quote. So lots of questions hurled at these tech giants today. Um, this is pretty monumental um, for the first time that we are seeing this happen and seeing these tech giants having to answer to Congress. Um, but I think it's, it's important to, to follow this story and to see what happens out of this. Um, very interesting stuff. And I will continue to update you all as new information arises, but as of as of now, this is the most up-to-date information from the, the hearing today. We are in the world of wearable technology. So when I refer to wearables, I'm talking about Fitbits, Apple Watches, rings, um, any kind of device that you might wear to keep track of your health, your sleep, your heart rate, any of those things. So interestingly enough, tech companies and medical researchers are hard at work figuring out if wearable devices can spot COVID-19, the flu, and other illnesses, even seeing if they can function as a personal early detection system to contain the virus. They take wearable sensor data from both healthy people and those afflicted by COVID, compare and look for patterns in the data, and then create artificial intelligence that could alert others whose own data patterns point to trouble. There is a study um, from Fitbit's COVID-19 that was published that's already showing fluctuations in key metrics such as heart rate and respiration days before symptoms. Fitbit's chief executive, James Park, told told the company, which Alphabet Inc.'s Google has agreed to buy, that it's working towards a system where flagged users could be instructed to quarantine and then, if symptoms appear, confirm with a test. Quote, If you can quarantine one to three days before your symptoms start, it could have a really meaningful impact on the course of the disease. End quote. The system, which Mr. Park says could have green, orange, and red warning levels, might need regulatory approval before appearing in the fitbit app in a similar way nba players and staff are using the aura ring in the quote bubble in orlando florida where they are now living and playing in isolation for their safety if certain data points hit certain levels authorized personnel can notify the wares to get tested this is so interesting i've I've thought about this in the back of my head, but now that it's actually coming to fruition, I'm interested to see where this will go um, with different types of, of wearables. So I'll keep an eye out on this. Um, definitely interested to see what kind of regulatory process that this will go through, um, but I will keep you all updated. I'll leave you with this. Quote, For some COVID-19 patients admitted into hospitals... Um, doctors observed coughing rates that average an almost 100 per hour. If you were far, far below that number, they often see irregular respiratory and cardiac activity, but they do not observe such features in the data. Researchers at the Embedded Systems Lab at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology have started gathering recordings of COVID-19 coughs to see if it's possible for a smartphone to identify some unique signature. On the other hand, what if a small device on our body, not six, is the key to solving this pandemic and future pandemics as well? Food for thought. A recent Instagram bug showed a camera on indicator for iOS 14 devices, even when users weren't taking photos. Yikes. In the latest instance of iOS 14's beta mode tattling on unexpected app behavior, some users reported that they were seeing the green camera on indicator while using Instagram when they were just scrolling through their feeds, so not taking photos and not taking videos. An Instagram spokesperson said that the behavior was a bug and that it's being fixed. The app's create mode is accessible from the Instagram camera, which could set off the camera indicator, and swiping into the app's camera from feed may also trip it up. Instagram um, said that, quote, we only access your camera when you tell us to. For example, when you swipe from V to camera, we found and are fixing a bug in iOS 14 beta that mistakenly indicates that some people are using the camera when they aren't, end quote. We do not access your camera in those instances, and no content is recorded. This behavior looks to be yet another one of iOS 14's aggressive new user notifications, which alerts users to app behaviors like clipboard copying, Several iOS apps, including TikTok, LinkedIn, and Reddit, were discovered to be accessing users' clipboard content since whenever a third-party app accesses the clipboard of a device with iOS 14, a notification pops up. Instagram's parent company, Facebook, fixed a bug in its iOS app last year that appeared to be activating devices' cameras in the background without users' knowledge. Interesting stuff there. So here's something that I want to talk about. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but you probably have. But I, for one, have definitely experienced instances where I have not spoken about a product or searched a product or texted about a product to a friend. So no uh, text identif- identification of a product, yet somehow I get ads for it or I, for instance, oh I'm gonna just go in this specific example. I had a product on my counter one day, and I had my phone with me. I didn't take a picture of it, but I definitely had my my phone in an instance where the camera could have definitely picked it up the the, the external facing camera. And I had not texted anyone about this product or talked about it or Google searched it. And yet, I was getting ads for it, which was so bizarre to me. So, I think there may be something to this um, of cameras. I don't want to go conspiracy level here, but in terms of machine learning, there could be something there that apps that we have on our phone are accessing the camera. Maybe not recorded, but picking up products and things that are sitting around our house. But I thought that was interesting that iOS 14 will be implementing this feature to let you know when uh, third-party apps are snooping in on your stuff or copying things from your clipboard. So food for thought there, very interesting. I'm excited for iOS 14 that should be coming out soon. A lot of really great features in the pipeline. And that's the scoop on coffee and code. If there's a specific topic that you wanna hear more about, let me know by visiting anchor.fm forward slash coffee and code forward slash message. I'd love to hear from you. It's time for your weekly tech tip. So this week's tech tip is going to be very camera focused and it's for iPhone users. So I'm gonna cover this in two segments. One, if you go into your photos app, which is native on your device, and you look at the very bottom row of icons, there's a little magnifying search icon. If you've never done this before, it's pretty cool. You can actually search your photos for specific objects, people, or places. So if I go into my photos and I type in shoes, which I'm doing right now, I click search and it automatically indexes all of my photos that have shoes in them, which are, for me, 382. That's a lot of shoes. Um, Another really cool feature is in the native camera app that's built into your iPhone. So if you ever find yourself in a scenario where you're wanting to take a photo of an object or a person, but you just can't quite get the lighting right, here's a tip for you. Focus on the object that you're wanting to be the center of your image or the focus of your image. Tap on it, and when you tap on it, you'll see a yellow square with a little sun icon to the right of it. So when once you get your camera to focus on what you're wanting it to focus on, take your finger and actually press and hold down on the object and you'll see the square become bigger and there will be a little banner at the very top that says A-E-A-F Lock. So when you hold your finger down on that, it locks itself on the center of focus that you're wanting to be in your photo. You can actually use your finger to swipe up or swipe down and you can adjust the brightness level of your photo. So this works great if you are in weird lighting conditions like indoor fluorescent lighting, which is my nemesis, or if you're outside in the shade and you're just trying to get the lighting quite right. Um, Those are my two tech tips for the week. Um, Let me know what you like, what you want to hear. Love to hear from you. And I hope these tech tips are useful. Thanks for listening to Coffee and Code. Before I leave you today, I want to give a special thank you to the official partner of Coffee & Code, Just Good Coffee Company. Just Good Coffee offers a carefully crafted selection of coffee from some of the most revered coffee-producing regions around the world. Their commitment to offering exceptionally good experiences extends beyond just the products themselves, but extends well into the community. Their mission is simple, to offer good coffee and coffee for good. That is the sole purpose of Just Good Coffee. Be sure to check out their newest culture collection. These blends are carefully crafted and roasted to perfection, each with origins from within the great continent of Africa. You can find them at justgoodcoffee.co. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe to be notified when new episodes of Coffee & Code go live.